The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Brutal Nation, a podcast series that's dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and acts of true crime. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, as you all well should know by now. Nope, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows me and they don't like me, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right across from me is Miss Dammy Underwood. Say hi, Tam. Hi, everybody. So, you gave me an interesting one this time. And I'm pretty sure that I'm going to cause a lot of bad emails and controversy. You are. It is, and it is a very controversial subject. It is. This is very actually one that has been swept under the mat mm-hmm. by and large. Exactly. Because it's so controversial. Exactly. Especially in today's age. All right, boys and girls, I present to you right now what's called the Zebra Murders. I titled it the Zebra Killings, but same thing. And you'll figure out why. You'll probably be in the same boat that I am when as, I, as I'm reading this. And you're going to say, hey, that's why. But no, you're probably wrong. Yeah. So in 1973, a string of senseless murders happened in San Diego or San, San Francisco, California. Let's get the city right. How about that? Yeah. It happened at the same time that the uh, Doodler murders. Remember? Right. And shortly yeah. at, and shortly. Uh, on the tail of uh, the Zodiac killings. Exactly, exactly. Which in a lot of the videos that I had uh, watched and a lot of research, a lot of the black community had said, you know, well, we'll get into that a little bit later, but that they referenced the Zodiac killer. Anyway, there's no motivation and the victims had no connection to each other other than being white and in the wrong place at the wrong time. The story, however, has its roots in an issue that began way before these murders. Right. In the 1960s, Malcolm X wanted to make a statement to the world. He believed that the black community should rise up against oppression and that acts of violence were called for in order to do just that. The The Muslim group that he belonged to, however, disagreed with what he professed. Okay. They believed that in order to end... Uh, racial oppression, everyone needed to work together in peace. This caused Malcolm to leave the group and go on his own. This is, this is of course, a short version of Malcolm X. Okay. Okay. Um, as the story has very little to do with him personally, but has a lot to do with what we're seeing still today. While okay. oppression isn't as rampant as it was in the 60s and 70s, there's still a lot of bigotry on both sides, both, uh, both black and white folks. Okay. The name Zebra Murders or Zebra Killings uh, was given to the case because the police channel that was assigned to the task force that was in charge of solving this case. See, and at first when you gave me Zebra Murders, I knew that it was a black versus white thing. Right. Kind, kind of thing. That's what I thought because... They have black and white white stripes. I'm thinking, okay, I see what you did there. Well, and I did it because it was controversial. And I figured... Well, I meant just the name. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I gave it to you because it was controversial, and I figured that would be really, you know... Right. So, the first killings uh, were that of Richard and Quinta Hegg, uh, who lived in Telegraph, the Telegraph Hill area of San Francisco. Richard was 30, and Quinta was only 28. They were, okay. out, they were out for a walk, much like any normal couple would do, near their home, and they were abducted by a group of young black men. They were forced into a van, and two of them began to molest Quinta. It could be Quinta. I don't know, but I think it's Quinta. Q-U-I-N-T-A. 
Okay. A third man then used a machete on her, nearly decapitating her as he cut the back of her neck. Ew. Then they turned on Richard and attacked him, leaving him in the street for dead. I believe that they had shot him. That's what I think it was. Okay. A short 10 days later, the next victim was shot. Her name was Frances Rose. She was shot by a man who was blocking her way, and she tried to drive up uh, to the University uh, of California in San Francisco. Oh, okay. He demanded a ride and then shot her. Whoa. She was shot repeatedly with a thirty-two caliber handgun and died at the age of 28 years old. Wow. The list of victims goes on and the most but the most publicized one was who later on became the mayor of San Francisco and his name was Art Agnos. Okay. At the time he was a member of a commission on aging and he was in a largely black neighborhood talking to the people about building a community health center to help them all out. Okay. After the meeting he went on to talk with some some people when he was shot two times in the chest, once again with a thirty two caliber handgun. Okay. Now is that a big one? No, it's like pretty small. Okay. So your your steps and handguns would go like a twenty two, right? A twenty five. Okay. A thirty two, a nine millimeter, a ten millimeter. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. At least for automatic hand, uh, semi-automatic handguns. Right, but then where do forty four and forty five fall in there? Did you say those? And I, I haven't them? said those. Those, those are oh. way larger. Okay, just. Way larger. This is a small caliber handgun. Gotcha. So anyway, Art Agnos did survive, and he went on, like I said, to be the mayor of San Francisco later on. Okay. The police had a very basic description of the men responsible. And when I say basic, I mean basic. They were described as young black men. (laughs) Not even six foot tall dreadlocks, huh? (laughs) No, not not like me. Not like... Suspect? Yeah, not like me as a suspect, being <laughs> yeah. white and no hair and being put in the back of a cop car because they're looking for a guy who's six foot well, something you know, who's black and dreadlocks. you kind of have that look about you. I, I'm the suspect. I'm gonna tell you. I know. The police began to set up checkpoints where they would stop young black men. And it came to the attention of several groups <clears throat> that represented the black community. And a lawsuit was filed against the police department, making them stop setting up these checkpoints. Okay. Which is understandable. I mean, I can understand how they're outraged uh, about that because really you're, you're stopping all young black men to see if you kind of look sketchy or whatever. Right. They were also given cards, though, in case they got stopped again. They could flash a card and say, look, I've already been checked out. You know, freaking Officer Jones already gave me this card. But it didn't stop him from getting repeatedly stopped. Right. Exactly. So about the time that they got this injunction that said... Uh, Hey, yeah, shut this shit down by the courts. Um, and this was according to the police department. They were going to sh- uh, take down the checkpoints anyway because they, they hadn't generated any leads. Well, duh. I wouldn't think they would anyway. But kind of, you know, Yeah, that's like the, what is it called? Stop and frisk or something like that. Remember when they had that? Oh, yeah. You know? Yep. So. So it was at this point that they reformed the Zebra Squad. It was now a group of mostly black cops that went on to, uh, into black neighborhoods to talk to the people. Okay. They figured that the black community would be more receptive to black officers more than white officers. Okay, I can see that. Then, in December of 1973, the shootings just stopped. 73? In 70, but don't worry. 
No, I was. I'm trying to keep the timeline in my head. Right. They just stopped. Now, okay. and I can understand why the black community wouldn't want to talk to white officers. If you're living in a predominantly black neighborhood and you're a young black guy, maybe you're just going to the store. Right. You're going we have to, to your remember, girlfriend's house. That's on house. the heels of the civil rights movement and everything where, you know, a black person walking down the street is can be arrested at yeah. a certain point, you know. So, yeah, you know, and I can kind of understand there being an injunction saying, hey, knock this shit off. Right. So... While the police thought it was good uh, that there was, you know, but they were, they, they thought it was good that the shootings had stopped right. in December, right? Uh, and they, but they were no closer to catching the person or persons who did the shooting. Wow. Now it's 1974, and, and San Francisco started to become more and more at ease. <clears throat> Everybody's kind of chilling, right? Right. <clears throat> With the threat of being shot if you were white, uh, having stopped. People were inclined to come out of their homes again and kind of just live their lives. Right. That was until later in January of 1974. Of course. Yep, when the shooting started up again. Most were fatal. The fear and panic began to rise in the city once again. Wow. The police department went as far as to ask the public for their help through news outlets and broadcast that broadcasted on TV. Okay. The police were grasping at straws at this point. Uh, that was, uh, they went as far as to hit the streets and search young black men that fit the description that they had. Because by this time here, they actually have a description. Okay. We'll get to that in a minute. No, I, I'm following you. According to Eyewitness News in San Francisco, they had stopped over 600 black men to question them. Holy shit. And in some cases, even searched them. Wow. So it's like they were stopping every black man on the street. Pretty much. They and were a, just walking down the street saying, you, over here. Right. And, of course, this, this made the city even more tense. It brings right. all this tension. Because it, it's racial profiling. <clears throat> right. And it seemed like it was a black against white and white against black kind of a thing. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Because <clears throat> you have black guys shooting white people. Exactly. For no reason, okay? Yeah. And a race war was about to happen, and the city could feel it brewing. Ooh, shit. Now, I can only imagine being a white person wondering if you're going to get shot just for trying to bring your groceries into your home or going to work. Can you imagine wondering if every young black man that passes by you is going to shoot you um, for just being white? On the other side of the coin, uh, the young black men who are just going out for a walk or, you know, going to see friends, coming home from work, uh, you know, going to get their own groceries right. or being questioned and searched by the cops right? who are desperate to find out who's been doing the shooting of white people. Right, exactly. And it's like, you know, it's like you just feel that tension saying, I can't even leave my house without either A, I'm going to get shot or B, I'm going to get arrested. Yeah, or, or harassed by the yeah, cops. Exactly. So both black and white. Or even harassed by other citizens because, you know. Right. You know, or, and uh, the other thing that's playing in my mind right now is, could you imagine just being a black guy and, uh, you know, you're going, hey, you know what? We're out of milk. I'll be right back and we'll get some milk. And you're walking up to the store and you got all the white people going, oh, is that the killer over there? I bet you he's the killer. Look at that black guy over there. Exactly. That's just builds that fucking hate and tension. The whole Richard Ramirez is how he got caught. Yeah. (laughs) So. By now, the killers have been seen by several people, and the police were now armed with a sketch of the killers. Okay. The police offered up a, a $30,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of these killers. Okay. A week after the police posted copies of the sketch rendering of two suspects 
Anthony Harris contacted the police department saying that he was a, indeed one of the people in the, in the sketch. Okay. That they were looking for. So he agreed to meet the zebra detectives outside of San Francisco in Oakland, California. And Oakland is a rough area. Yeah, Just isn't that saying. like right across the bridge? From, yeah, it's right across the bridge. Yeah, from bridge. San Fran. It is. Harris told the police of a black, a group of black Muslims that called themselves the Death Angels, which I love that name, by the way. Right. Totally. That's, that's a band name. That's what that should be. Uh, he also told them about another murder that they hadn't even known about. Oh, wow. He told the police of a hitchhiker that they'd picked up and taken back to black self-help storage where he worked and where they all actually worked. Most of them worked. Okay. Where they chopped off his arms and his legs while he was alive. Oh, no. That's like being emasculated while he was alive. That's some Randy Kraft shit. And Harris, yeah, no shit, huh? Fucking Randy Kraft, heathen. Nothing like my Patrick. I know, dude. Nothing like your lover. Not not like my love. Mm, Love Patrick. (laughs) Mr. Lover, lover. (laughs) Harris went on to say that they dumped the body in the bay. And this was actually confirmed by the police because they had pulled a body out of the bay that was missing its arms and its legs prior to that. Holy shit. Yeah. So he's basically telling who did that. Oh, exactly. Okay, gotcha. It ain't me, brother. It's these Mm -hmm. other brothers. Yeah, it wasn't me. Armed with this information, the police went on to make uh, their arrests. Okay. Manuel Moore, Larry Green, Jesse Lee Cooks, and J.C.X. Simmons. I think it's supposed to be Simmons, but Simon, huh? I love autocorrect. Two were, M's or one? I can't remember. Anyway, oh. were arrested and, and convicted of the murders, as well as attempted murder of the victims that survived. Okay. The motivations behind the killings were twofold. How many were there again? Uh, now you're going to make me count. One, two, three, four that they arrested. Okay. I was trying to figure out how many. Sus- okay. Four, four killers. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> the motivation behind uh, it all was twofold. First, in order to move up in their organization, you had to kill a white person. And second, right. they wanted to start a race war between whites and blacks. Wow. This is where the teachings of Malcolm X come into play. He wanted the same thing in a way. He wanted to arm black folks with weapons and went on as far as to call for uh, black folks to, com- folks to commit acts of violence against white people. My, no, that was, um, wasn't that Farrakhan with the um, Farrakhan Nation did, of Islam? Farrakhan did it as well, but so did Malcolm X. Oh, okay. Because I, no, I'm just going by changed. documentaries I'd heard. And we'll, oh, okay. We'll, we'll get, so he started with peace and then right. ended. Okay, gotcha. He started with violence and ended with peace. Okay, That's gotcha. That's my next line, actually. <laughs> um, he felt that by doing it, it would make things change for the black community. Unlike the Death Angels, Malcolm began to sway more towards the way of Dr. Martin Luther King, in the end saying that violence was not the way to go. Right. See? Oh, okay. I was thinking Martin Luther King when you said Malcolm X. That was my bad. No, big difference. No, in my head so, I was thinking, yeah. And, no, and I gotcha. I only worked him into this because it came up on another thing that I was reading that kind of was connected to this. It was just right. kind of a side article. Yeah, because Malcolm X did start with, you know, like, fighting like, back. Yeah, saying, yeah. hey, it's all white devils and kill yeah, all the white exactly. people. And, and then Farrakhan joined that. I mean, well, to the point that um, the, the Muslim group that he belonged to, and I had the leader's name written down somewhere, but I'm losing sticky notes because I'm retarded, um, hmm. actually forced him out of the group. Okay. Said, hey, no, you got to go because that's not the way we handle right. things. Right. 
And uh, and I don't remember how the Black Panthers played in, but but you know. it, then it became a pissing war between Malcolm and the uh, the Muslim group that he belonged to, right? You know, kind of like a you know, well, Malcolm X just wants to you know, Malcolm just wants to you know uh, be seen by the people, right? And we don't Cause agree violence with violence and uproar and yeah, that kind and of then stuff. you got Attention. Malcolm sitting there going, well, these people here are just you know garbage or whatever. Yeah, it was back and forth, and I'm I'm actually glad to that that I did read that Malcolm X started going by the way of peace me too me too because i i didn't know that right until you said it so so unfortunately there's not a huge ton of information that there's a lot of information but it was all pretty redundant okay um they didn't go into the backgrounds of these guys i looked i couldn't find shit see i hate it when they do yeah. that so i have my final thoughts though wow. and it's actually pretty long racism comes in all forms it isn't just white folks that are racist or black folks that are racist Every race has some someone in it uh, that's racist. Right. I feel that in today's society, it's, it's taboo to even think that a black person can be racist. I've right. heard several times that you can't be racist because he's black. Right. I also feel <clears throat> that when people say things like that, it means that I must be racist because I'm white. And that's just not the case. Oh, yeah. I've been called that by my own son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. And, but when, in fact, you know, by saying that, that in and of itself is racist, assuming that I'm racist because I'm white. Yeah. That, yeah. And I, to me, racism is anytime somebody says something derogatory towards somebody of a different race or nationality. Right. Exactly. It doesn't matter what your skin or nationality, your skin color, your nationality is. For instance, if you are Asian and you say something bad against an uh, African-American, that's racism. Oh, I'm about ready to get racist here in just so, a second. Oh, shit. You like that Do smell? I have to mute you? <laughs> Maybe. They're black racists as well as white and Asians. You know who you are. Don't squint at me. Oh, wait. Okay. I'm going to hit you. Okay. <laughs> I actually wrote that in here. I'm going to hit you. I know for a fact that Asians are very racist. Against other oh, they, Asians. Oh, they are. There's a hierarchy of Asians. There is. You and I have talked about that several times. Yeah, depending on if you're Japanese, Korean, or Chinese, is if the higher that you're the top one, and then oh yeah, and Filipino are on the bottom, no matter what. Damn Filipinos. Damn. I mean, it's like it's so sad. Do you really want to stop racism? Racism? Well, you can't. There'll yeah. always be people out there that'll judge others and hate them simply based on how they were born. Yeah, totally. What we can do is limit racism by educating ourselves. Think, think about this for a moment. I'm just as likely to shoot you, my dear listeners, as a black guy is. Right. The black guy who might be standing right next to you right now. Right. I'm, I'm just scared. as likely to beat you up as well. Right. There's nothing that you can do about how other people feel. What you can do is make your own choices to not be an asshole. Exactly. I wrote that in there, too. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, you're responsible for your own actions. Nobody can force you to do anything. I mean, just because, for instance, just because you hit me, that is not saying, well, you made me, I, you made me hit you. Yeah, we went over you know, that in my anger management You chose process. that. Exactly. Like, if I responded by hitting you back, I made that choice. You didn't make me make that choice. And I'm glad that you said that because this next part is about me. It's about you? Mm -hmm. I was a mean man at one time in my life. Still I hated are. everybody, including myself. 
I've made the choice in my life to change, to better myself. Now right. at 48 years old, I live my life with love in my heart for most of the time. That being said, I still can't stand people who drive like idiots on the road. And Tammy has heard me yeah, yell and cuss at them. Idiots as on I'm the driving. road and shoppers at Walmart, kids at Walmart. Oh, fucking kids at Walmart. Oh, my God. If yeah. there's ever kids that should be murdered, I yeah. swear to God. Ooh, yeah. Fucking Drown them, he says. Drown them little often, bastards. Often he says that. They can't hear me most of the time, as I said. No. I treat everybody with a level of respect, no matter what race they are. Treat others with kindness, folks, and try not to be an asshole. You're not going to change how other people think. No, but by your actions of being kind... I think that they're more likely to reciprocate that. More likely, you but you know what I mean. You think about the people who are like hardcore, you know, like uh, oh yeah, like the Black Lives Matter people. Let's don't talk about Westboro Baptist Church either. <laughs> well, I was going to get to them in a minute. You have like the hardcore, you know, BLM people who right. view those us white people. Extremists. Was, yeah. Those are the extremists. And you have like on the flip side, you have Westboro Baptist Church. You have the KKK people right. like that who are on the other side uh, uh, of extreme. Well, they're, they're still extremists, but just a different color, yeah. a different flavor yeah, of extreme. Much. It's all ice cream, just yeah. one's chocolate, one's vanilla. Right. Or pistachio or whatever. I love pistachio. I know. He's huh? good. Um, and that's what I have on this one here. No, I agree with you totally. I mean, my mom taught me to be kind to everybody. Didn't matter. She goes, until they give you a reason not to. Right. And it's not that they give me a reason to be mean to them. They just give me a reason to not um, associate or respect them any further. I will still treat that, you know, kindness and, you know, like, depending on their position in society. Right. But at the same time, it's like you treat them with kindness because you never know if you're the only kind word they hear that day. And I try to... Spread that message as often as I can right. because we've talked about before. Like I've talked to other drivers, um, and even some of my own employees that are just you know that that I've heard later, dude. Because you talked to me, it really like maybe even you know I've, I've heard saved my life. It helped me out. People who are trying to you know think about committing suicide because right. their their life is a shit show. Right. And all they really needed was just somebody to fucking sit down and just listen to them. Right. Just pay a little bit of attention. Listen to what they're going through and kind of maybe give it a little bit of empathy if you can relate. And it, it works wonders. It really does. So that's, right. that's kind of how I try to live my life. Is I try to be as kind as I possibly can. Do I always succeed? No. Sometimes yeah. I'm an asshole. It oh, just yeah, fucking happens. But uh, And sometimes I'm an asshole to people when they don't deserve it. But yeah, you know, I just... I think that while everybody... No matter if it's the KKK or if it's Black Lives Matter or people who say, let's end racism. You're not right. going to. Yeah, there's no way you can. Make you your can't. own choices. Because Make your you own cannot choices. keep people from feeling the way they feel. Right. Yeah. And that could be either nature or nurture. You know, some people are just naturally born right. to be dickheads and some people aren't. But make your make your own choices. Make make better choices in life to try to better yourself right. and your community. Because... People are all, I mean, there are many people, many people who were raised to believe that. Oh, yeah. I mean, from the time they are born, it's like, you know, no, these people are less than you. You know what I mean? So that's oh, very much so no, they don't know any better. Exactly. You know, and you don't know if that happened. And you know what I mean? Until people are educated, you know. 
Right. Like, I didn't know that about Malcolm X. I'm glad I do now because I'm being educated further in it, you know? Right. Well, you know, here's my thing, and this is for uh, anybody out there. Is, uh, the guy that's standing next to you right now that you might think is a hoodlum might be the guy who saves your life. Might be. You could be having a heart attack. Maybe that person's a nurse, and they right. know how to, you know, kind of save your life. Or choking on something can give you CPR, give you the Heimlich maneuver, not... Prison Heimlich, where you're gonna get butt raped or anything. That's not a Heimlich, dude. <laughs> oh, you that's a hind did, lick. That's a hind lick. Yeah, you're so dumb. <laughs> no, and let's not forget the guy that you know the um, oh Joseph, what's his name? Um, I'll get his name here in a minute. Mangala? Joseph Paul Franklin, who he was the uh, racist killer. Who freaking? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know he had these African Americans that were gonna testify for him. And he said, nope. And he's such an ignorant fuck. He goes, fuck. I don't want you on the stand because you're black. Yeah. Yeah. Don't testify for me. Boys and girls, you're never going to change me, those yeah. people's minds. You're never going to. Ever, 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 ignorance. ever. Yeah. It's just yes. simple ignorance. It is. And you cannot stop. You can't fix stupid. Exactly. You can't. Not even with duct tape, people. No shit. So I'm going to leave my one kind of short this time. Well, most of mine are anyway. But uh, Yeah. Last week, you're freaking... Tuesday one or whatever was only like 23 minutes. I was so disappointed. It was that long? God damn. <laughs> I, know, I stretched that one 15. out. <laughs> <laughs> and this one time at band camp. Right. Um, no, I mean, like I said, I'm, and it is a controversial subject, but at the same time, they need to be addressed. You know, keep the topic going in a positive right. way. Right. I totally Not agree. Not in like the negative hate everybody way. Right. Um, so. You know, uh, I'm going to ask everybody a favor, and I've asked this in other podcasts. Have you? I have. Probably not, but okay. <laughs> Try to have one act of kindness at least a week. Treat people with kindness and respect. If you want to be respected, it doesn't matter what your religion is, what your skin color is. That doesn't matter. People are right. fucking people. Treat others with a little bit of fucking respect and kindness, and you'd you be surprised. Respect, you get respect, yeah. And I actually learned this after taking anger management classes because, like I said, I wasn't always a nice person. Um, when I, when I actually changed my life right, and started really working the program and had my aha moment, my life has gotten exponentially better. I get way more shit done. Right. Cause you're not focused on, on hating everybody yeah, and myself. And you're not focused on how you can insult them. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You know, and I'm not talking down to people, you know, all the time. Uh, to kind of try to lift myself up. A lot of shit's changed over the last fucking, I'd say, 10 years. You know? Okay. Lo- oh, fuck you. <laughs> no, I don't know. I <laughs> didn't know you, it. so I'm trying to think. Oh. You know? <laughs> I thought, no, because I, I was trying smart to think ass. of when you told me, you know, you had to start going through anger management, and I was trying to, like, figure out in my head no, it, if that was about right. It, so I'm like, it, mm, okay, I believe it right. saved my life, because honestly, I would have fucking shot me. Yeah, you probably had several people that wanted to. I mean, shit. You probably still do, but... I probably still <laughs> For do. different reasons. Yeah, like way different reasons. mama jokes. <laughs> They're not jokes when I'm talking about your mom. Shut up, dude. They are so not jokes. Might have to buy a third ticket. Um, but, uh... <laughs> dude, I just, I just had this thought go through my head, and I'm not even going to say the words because you will run with it. Is it your mom in a Catwoman outfit? No, it has nothing to do with my mother in a fucking Catwoman outfit. I'm still stuck on Catwoman outfit and her saying yes to that one. You kind of are. I love it. All right, we're going to wrap this one up. So, 
Our new email address is BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Make sure to check us out on uh, on Medium. Just search at Brutal Nation or on Crime Beat. We were picked up by that publication as well. Also, you know, Brutal Nation. It's Crime Beat on Medium, yes. Uh Uh-huh, Crime Beat on Medium. Uh, Also, check us out on Hub Pages as well as Vocal Media. That's it. This (laughs) this show is copyrighted 2021 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved, and we will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye.